There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol. Today in our bedroom, because the studio has been flooded, I'm here with my beautiful hubby, Ash Grunewald. Say hi, Ash. Hi, everybody. Thanks for um, jumping in. I know you've got to head off on tour shortly, so I've dragged him in here to quickly have a quick chat. Literally, I'm leaving right after this. Yeah. (laughs) But I I got a message from a person on my Instagram after, oh, I think it was during the Blues Fest thing, and she wanted to know how it was going for you doing that sober because it was like huge gigs, you know, playing in front of all those people and you did that sober and how that felt for you. And yeah, so I thought, what a cool thing to ask you about on the potty. Mm. Well, yeah, Blues Fest was really amazing. I didn't think about alcohol at all, to be honest, because now it's been four years and I I don't even think about it now before I go on stage. Yeah, it's so funny because I felt that as well. When the lady asked me that question, I realised I actually didn't even think about alcohol the whole time we were there, I don't think it crossed my mind once. Mm. And um, people who are quitting or who have quit or thinking about quitting, you will get to that stage because drinking alcohol was a massive part of our identity and we never thought we would get to the level where we don't think about alcohol. We thought about alcohol all the time when we were drinkers. You know, it was essential, as I've said before on the podcast, before a gig like Blues Fest, I definitely would have had a few beers. I would have been careful because it's a big gig. I wouldn't have had too many beers normally. Uh, Once I hurt my neck surfing before Blues Fest and I was having Panadols and whiskey. I remember that. (laughs) And then another festival, um, one of my more recent ones, maybe it was the last one before I quit alcohol. I was drinking before the gig, but I also had a hit flask that I'd filled with cognac before I left from home. Wow. (laughs) And I was swigging that before I went on stage. The epitome of professionalism. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't always roll with a hip flask. That was just like, actually, I just found that and used it for that blues fest. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's a little that's a little uh, example of how I was rolling. So this blues fest, 
everybody before they play a gig they have a ritual and it's very important as a musician you have rituals that you do before you um start and if you don't do them you don't feel right for your gig and it makes you nervous if your ritual gets interrupted like somebody bursts into the band room and starts talking about the weather it can really put you off for most people i think and my ritual was drinking and i would like to get to a certain level of tipsiness before i got on and i thought that was the perfect run up mm. and i've maybe practiced a bit of a guitar but now i do a lot more vocal warm ups and yeah i just didn't think about alcohol but there's a deeper level that i was thinking about alcohol on to do with this blues fest and that's that this actual blues fest for me was just so awesome i i feel like the gigs were really great and i was playing with Josh Teskey as well and we had really huge gigs as well and they feel like the best gigs that i've done at blues fest it's probably about the eighth time i've done blues fest but it feels like the best gigs i've done since those early years of really sort of coming onto the scene and it's really hard <laughs> when you're in your mid 40s to get that feeling Mm. that compares with when you started and the reason it is that exciting is because i feel like i've had a bit of a career rebirth and a big part of that has been quitting alcohol mm. so that's why it was very special for me for this for this uh, round of blues fest to be so big because um it really felt like tying the knot on a whole sort of midlife chapter mm. that you know the difference between the me that was on stage that was swigging that um cognac before going on stage mm-hmm. is massive that guy was really bloated in the face yeah. <laughs> and the music i was trying new music it was all right i mean we did have a, a good time and it was felt totally different to this time and so much has happened between there and i have to thank you for that for helping me to mm. turn around uh, i don't know i just really took a moment to really appreciate it all because it has been a long road that turnaround so mm. I'm glad somebody asked that question because it was a big thing for me. Yeah, I think that and thinking of that old version of you and you know that guy there with the bloated face and swigging his cognac and I I kind of feel for that guy. That was a tough time in in my life. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. But what um, I think what's amazing about this whole blues festing and all these other shows that you've been playing it was like you manifested this right yeah. when you started this journey of sobriety, you manifested you'd like that your career was going to go back to where it had been because it had, you know, you felt like it was on the downward slope a little and you actually created this, what you've, what, what you are doing right now and what you've been doing, you created that when you put pen to paper in your journal and yeah. started saying, this is what I want, you know, this is yeah. where I want to get to. And it seems so unreachable and unattainable at the time, even not just career-wise but health-wise and emotionally and everything. Well, it's 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 even more than that. You you made me like uh, you're saying, to get, you know, I was manifesting to get my career back on track, but you encouraged me to dare to try to manifest more than I've had ever achieved before and I thought that was ridiculous at first mm. but I tried it anyway mm. and I was trying to manifest playing at the forum mm-hmm. in Melbourne you know with Josh Teske I did a forum and a um, what's it called the um recital center yeah the Melbourne recital center mm. and then just this week I did QPAC, which is the the Queensland equivalent, which is 
QPAC and Melbourne Recital Centre, they might be the best venues I've ever played in. Mm. And that's so much beyond, I mean, my, you know, beyond what I could have ever dreamed of. At that stage where you got At that stage to, when I was when laying down guy. and you were getting me to try and manifest. I remember it in Bali when I was trying to turn it around and you were saying, now imagine yourself playing the forum. And I thought that was just so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And I had to, I had to, when you said imagine playing at the forum, I just thought, I'm not going to bullshit myself. I'm not going to lay here and imagine I can play at the forum. And then I thought, no, 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 but it would be good. Okay, try (laughs) and imagine it. And once I could imagine a path to what I started working at that, Mm-hmm. And that what that didn't end up being the path that led me to the forum exactly, but the fact that I was working away at a dream and working really hard for it mm. is what allowed me, what led me to end up playing the forum and other places. So yeah, and I guess people listening to this don't know the extent of you know where you were, like when when you were lying there and we're trying to sort of conjure up this new you know where you wanted to go you know how far away you were from that at that stage but alcohol is definitely one of the major key factors in that decline I I really do believe that that it takes so much from your confidence and from your from everything it takes up so much of your time because as soon as you got rid of the alcohol you started taking those mini steps towards your goals so it was like working on your voice working on your guitar playing working on your career working on your physical body really, really working on it. When before, when you're in alcohol land, you're wasting all that time by drinking and being hungover and you're not, you're not really going for that, you know. Totally. Like you think, you think like my thing was always like, oh, I never complain about a hangover. I'd always wake up and go for a surf or whatever and think, okay, so I'm not that affected by hangovers like other people are. I'm not a whinger. I get on with it and I try and um, eat healthy in the day and I try to exercise blah 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 Mm -hmm. but I was just trying to keep up trying to make up for the fact that I was being I had been drinking so Mm -hmm. I thought I was balancing it out but that is like way under your potential because you're making up for something once Mm -hmm. I took that thing away I was able to start journaling start to try and think now what do I really want okay how do we go about getting that? Okay, it means I have to do this, this, and this. Okay, well, let's start. So I didn't even realise how much alcohol was taking away. It was taking my mm. dreams away because I wasn't even dreaming anymore. Oh, my God, yes. You, you know, I wasn't, wasn't trying to do those things. I mean, you know, people out there, you can, you can dare to aspire. You should dare to aspire for something that you don't know how you would accomplish it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and that's the challenge to do that. And it's not easy. And we are definitely not educated in Australia in particular, but in a lot of places, we're definitely not educated to do that. And it and it feels wanky and it feels wrong. And so, <laughs> because we've just been taught that actually, if you want something better for yourself, I think it's really worth doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's being really proactive in your sobriety. You know, it's like it's taking steps towards like having a goal and having a vision of where you want to be. And I've talked about that a lot on this podcast about knowing where you want to go. Because if you don't know where you want to go, you're just kind of floating around. So set some goals for yourself. And don't worry about the end game right just now. Like Mm. have the goal, but then start taking steps towards those goals. Mm. As someone, I'm not going to go too into it, but someone messaged me during the week and said, 
oh, it's all right for you, you live in Byron Bay and, you know, all you have on your podcast is successful people, (laughs) which, you know, what is success anyway? Success is living in happiness and working towards your goals. And I think when people do step into sobriety and they are proactive in their sobriety, yes, success comes for them because they're if they're really proactive in their recovery or in their sobriety, you are generally working towards things like more creative pursuits, You've got more energy, more zest for life, you know. If you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering if you're drinking too much and you think you might be drinking too much, if you quit for a year, you will experience success. I think so too. I think so too. That is a success. If you think you're drinking too much, if you stop drinking too much, that is a success. So that person, it was a bit funny that they sent that because you can't really be on the how I quit alcohol (laughs) podcast without being a success because you are a success if you've quit alcohol exactly and success, <laughs> exactly and success shouldn't be um uh, measured by how Worldly many people stuff, you're playing yeah. in front of at a gig or perhaps how much money you've got in your bank but mm. your success is about how happy you are mm. and your long-term happiness and mm. and i believe that that comes from the work you do in sobriety 100 percent, and yeah it's a different kind of success too something i learned uh, and that's the, re- the reason I don't feel bad to say one part of me wants to stop when I say this thing. I feel like I'm boasting, like the old part of me wants me to stop saying that. But <laughs> I think it's really important to celebrate those mm. successes and those wins because they are hard fought. None of this stuff is easy. Oh, um, totally. Yeah. You, you. Sometimes I say to people with quitting drinking, you might as well act as if it's easy because that's going to help you. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that there's this hard work involved in it. And yeah. I think people who make excuses that sometimes they, they're they trying to make a reason that they don't have to do the hard work sometimes. Um, and I think you should dare to do the hard work and, and do it and you will have great, great results from it. Yeah, and you'll be successful in that you'll live a happier life and that's success, you know, that is what success is. Yeah, sure. yeah, and success success is your measurement of success and it shouldn't be compared against somebody else's mm-hmm. level of success, mm-hmm. you know, or some, everybody's on their own journeys. And my story is relevant for me because I'm a professional musician. So mm-hmm. it's just my story as me as a musician. Mm-hmm. It's just about my journey. It's not about becoming a musician or anything. It's just, yeah. It just happens to be that, you're, yeah. You're just happens musician. to be that I am a musician. Yeah. You can have sobriety or you can thrive in your sobriety. Too, yeah, know? through it shouldn't be the depra. Uh, sobriety is not about deprivation. Yes, sobriety is about starting a new life and turning your back on something that wasn't serving you. Yeah, so you should feel stoked about your sobriety. If you feel, <laughs> I mean, obviously everybody has their different things that they go through, but try and. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Not to feel cheated by sobriety or like you're missing out if you Mm -hmm. feel like that i reckon you're not doing it right Mm. (laughs) you're making it hard for yourself if you feel like you're missing out like i think the aim of sobriety is to feel that your life has been enriched by it not not that you're missing out on something that's why it's important to put a little bit of work into something extra so that it so that your sobriety on a spiritual level or on an outward success level or on a health and fitness level, it gives you something extra. Yeah. You can see a tangible, the fruits of your labour. Yeah, absolutely. Hold mm. your vision. Have your vision really clear of where you want to go and, you know, and, and doing things that are fun too. I think doing things that you enjoy. I was just coaching someone the other day and she said, I feel like something's missing because she's like, I feel great. I had a great weekend. I didn't drink. I had people over, but something feels like it's missing. Mm. And 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 what was the feeling? And the feeling was peace. She's not used to having peace, and we're not used to having peace. Yeah, yeah, in our lives, right? But then also, like then, okay, accepting that peace. You know, you may not have the chaos, but you'll have a peaceful weekend. Mm. Very different feeling. Mm. But also leaning in then into those weekends of what you could enjoy. So you're not just sitting around going, oh, I'm twiddling my thumb, thumbs like mm. ho hum on board. Mm. But what can you do that's really enjoyable and that you know takes a while, I guess, to find that. You know, as a drinker, I was always concerned or I felt like I didn't want to lose my edge. Yeah. You felt like it was edgy to be drinking. Yeah. Well, if you feel like that as a sober person and you don't want to lose your edge and you feel like you're boring now, then do something edgy in a different way, like do something dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't take that literally. <laughs> you know, do something that gets you scared. Scare the living daylights out of yourself. You know, mm. like go jump in. A- <laughs> Spoken like a true <laughs> adrenaline junkie. Adrenaline junkie, but you know, go do something that's a passion of yours that you had when you're younger that you don't do anymore. You feel too old for. Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm imagining jumping in a tank in a metal cage and being dropped into the ocean and with great white sharks, but you don't have to do that. <laughs> I haven't done that. I don't know. My. I- <laughs> I like walking on the beach and having a bath, but, you know. Well, you got nude. And this morning. Yeah, oh, went for a skinny time. dip. That was a little bit edgy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you, I, I don't know if people listening know what I'm getting at there, but um, I just think there's different ways. You have to learn different ways of getting that feeling of being edgy. Mm. You, you know, you thought you were badass or something some, sometimes mm-hmm. or you were a good times person because you were drinking mm-hmm. and to try and see that as the that drinking was the easy way out and the kook's way out mm. and, um, and get your good times and get your edginess but get it from somewhere that's real maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, the whole experience, you know, and also the celebration of what you've, you know, just accomplished and what you've just done. 
again, there was just really no need to, I guess it was just coming home and debriefing and it's not. Yeah. Um, like, you know, champagne is for celebration, you know, that's marketing. Yeah. And we all fall for it. Yeah. Where you can Uh just come home and debrief about the night and it's not the big fireworks and the big shebang and the chaos that you might get used to, but it's peace. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like, yeah, times pass, you'd come back and have a big, Mm -hmm. big party and a big, just get trashed really. Yeah. You don't really need to get trash. You can just enjoy that thing. One thing I've been trying to do with this Blues Fest thing that I didn't do in the past um, in terms of enjoying it and the equivalent of a um, champagne, and I'm glad you've told me you got me to do this podcast before I start my journey for the next thing because I'm going to do this on the journey, is um, I think we we found out about this in NLP when we were studying neuro-linguistic programming for people Mm -hmm. who don't know what NLP is is they say if you want to feel good, remember a time that you felt good Mm. and try and remember that a few times throughout the day so you start to make it a habit Mm -hmm. to feel good. And um, I'm going to, it will be very like me to, in my old ways, to um, just forget about that Blues Fest and move on, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a couple of days ago. Okay, what's the next thing is my general way of thinking. Um, But you know, on my journey, I might try and go over a little highlights reel (laughs) and remember some of the good things. And I think people, that's a good thing to do. Even things that happened 25 years ago when you're a kid, you know, hitting a cricket ball on in the sweet spot Mm -hmm. and, and feeling like your dad was watching (laughs) and you felt good or whatever, some random thing that you felt good about when you felt great. Um, Just reliving that. Yeah. Because I find that I'm very much programmed for the negative. Like I can have a, a whole lot of great um, success and I'll move on to somebody who was rude to me as I was walking back to the car. Mm-hmm. or And I'd rather, th- my mind would rather bring that up for me to think about than to bring up the really great things. So I'm going to try and on the way. So you've got to challenge some, those. Yeah. yeah you've got to challenge remember those. those good things. Get in the habit of thinking of all those big wins because they're more legit. Like, say, for me at Bluefest, that's much more important, the good things that happen, than mm-hmm. anything that I could think of negative. So Absolutely. it's worth giving that the weight it deserves. The other thing I noticed too was how fucking drunk everyone was, like, later on. Yeah. And I had to just be away from it. I could not be around it. But, you know, I was that person mm. quite a few years ago. I remember um, being trashed in the artist area backstage and then coming out and seeing Vicar and Linda Bull and kissing Linda really hard in the ear. And I think I really hurt her ear. Like, I think she was off me because, and I was just so oblivious because I was like, I realized I'd done like just a dick move, like just not thinking, not being present and being so overexcited and I don't know, just over the top. It's funny. Yeah. I, there was one guy backstage who ended up taking over while I was jamming with Chain and singing over the microphone and this and that. And it's just like, if he was, he was quite drunk. But, like, if he wasn't drunk, he would never do that. You wouldn't go onto someone else's stage and start singing on the microphone. And That's a dick move. He's going to wake up move. and just go, oh. And over the years I've seen that happen. Poor dude. Maybe once a year or once every two or three years you might have some fool jump on the mic on someone. Mm-hmm. And if it's another performer, it's even worse. Like, if they're not invited, it's that's a no-no mm-hmm. for musicians. But... The only person, if anyone ever does that, 
they've oh they would they only have ever done it when they're drunk. Yeah, that's exactly when you do the dick moves, right? Yeah. It's like, oh anyway, it's great not to to be having that. And I think it's worth the piece. It's not even a it's not even a consideration. Now I don't have to worry. Like that's if if you have an awards night or you have something and you are a drinker and you know you've been drinking a bit too much, you gotta worry and you feel almost nervous, like I better not fuck up this time. Yeah. I don't have to think that. I know, and you don't have to, yeah. It's relaxing. I remember saying that. And, like, like the Waifs were playing at Blues Fest and, like, years ago, remember I just got wasted drunk they were playing in Byron Bay and I was, like, all night just going, they were trying to play their new album and I'm yelling out from the crowd, Gillian, play Gillian. That's their song, Gillian, which I love. They probably were sick of I fucking love that song. They're probably sick to death of playing it. But I reckon after every song, during every song, I'm yelling out, Gillian, thinking I'm, you know, mm. cool, yelling out for this old song. And in, until in the end, Vicky's like, like, told me to shut up. <laughs> Gave you the finger. Oh, my God. And I, it did it shut me up too. But <laughs> it's to this day I'm sort of kind of sheepish around them and I don't want to, I just feel so embarrassed still to this day. And that was years and years ago. Yeah, it can be even well-intentioned. Like that was well-intentioned. You weren't doing anything too bad, but but you, pro- you did it. You yeah. The reason you did it to the annoying point was because you didn't have your faculties to realize she's heard me. She obviously doesn't want to do it. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> um, and that's a normal. Was, that's a normal drunk thing. Yeah, and if I was sober, I certainly wouldn't have been yelling out. No, you'd yell out for a while, and then you'd think, oh well, looks like it's not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I just wouldn't yell out more than once probably. But anyway, yeah. you know, you've got to forgive yourself as well. That thing, that's a very small thing, but you wouldn't have done it without alcohol. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. And remember everything that you've done when you're drunk that you regret. Just remember to bl- blame yourself if you want, and it's, it's good to be accountable for things, but remember to blame alcohol. Mm-hmm. Don't let alcohol off the, keep yourself on the hook and feel guilty, but forget to blame alcohol. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it couldn't have happened without it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Good to check in and, um, you know. Well, I'm off now to play a brewery. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh and um, that's the other thing that I don't know if people wonder about this, but I know we said some things about people who are maggot drunk <laughs> and really drunk, but generally when people have a few drinks, at a gig, I just don't feel any attachment. I don't feel like judging them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind if they're in. The, they're on their journey, and they're doing what they want to do. And um, if it makes them happy, and if it's not a problem for them, then that's fine. But um, yeah, I I just wish everybody all the best. Yeah, absolutely. I I do too. And also, if you did overindulge over you know this easter or you slipped up may have or you might have just had a beautiful sober easter which congratulations if you did that's fantastic if you had peace that's fantastic if you did you know go too far and pulled a series of dick moves you know just think that you strap your boxing gloves back on and you you start fighting and just know that people can change you can decide to change in an instant and remember you're not fighting against yourself you're fighting against alcohol yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Controversial. Don't, don't war on yourself, war yeah. against the alcohol. But uh, just that if you decide to change, you could decide to change and it's, it starts the second you decide to do that and then you get a vision of who you want to be and start making steps towards becoming that person. And it doesn't have to be a big, giant step. It can be 
very, very tiny steps at first. But I think that's the takeaway from today is just, you know, you can do it. You can live the life of your dreams that you never even dreamed possible. You just have to decide that that's what you want and start to make steps towards that. And it might feel like, I mean, that was years ago that you manifested a lot of this stuff, Ash, that we put it down on paper. It took years, but it took years of of work. Four years. Yeah, so it didn't happen straight away. Mm. But, you know, just keep on plugging away and keep working on yourself. Because you've got so much more time now. If you've quit alcohol and if you were drinking too much, now you have so much more time. So Mm. in Mm. one year, it's amazing what you can do. You know, the time just seems to run out so quick, especially when you're drinking. Mm -hmm. But actually, when you work at something every day, time's quite long. Like what you do in a year, what you can achieve in a year is quite a lot. And it might, you might not, it might not seem like a lot after the first year, but you add a couple of those years together and you won't even recognize yourself from you know, mm. the differences that you can make in your life. Oh, absolutely. And I never in a million years would have thought that we could go and, you know, even just being at a place like like the, a festival like Blues Fe- Booze Fest, I went to call it, Blues <laughs> Fest, pardon the pun, and be sober and be together. No, we couldn't imagine ourselves doing that. And having peace, being peaceful at the mm. end of it and feeling very calm. Mm. Okay, well, thanks. Um, also, there's also still some places left for the May 1 six-week challenge. So feel free to hit me up with an email if you're interested in joining on that. It would be awesome. One person in the challenge, the last challenge just gone, said that it should my course should actually be taught in schools. <laughs> it's just like this is like a life course. This is so much more than just about drinking alcohol, but it should be taught in schools. And I thought that was really, really cool. Mm, that's um, a high compliment. It was a high compliment. And very true. Um, awesome, Ash. You go. Um, okay. Travel safe. And to everyone listening out there, thank you for tuning in. And, yeah, speak to you later. Bye. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.